Hello and welcome. This is Alex and this is the Alex MacPhail podcast, a show all about learning, about celebrating success from the team front. We chat to astronauts and race pilots, entrepreneurs, billionaires, authors, singers, artists, adventurers and more. It's about understanding the team dynamics and making a team work well to achieve great things, learning from failures and setbacks and the endurance required to get through some of these tough events too. Please enjoy it, share it with a friend and remember to subscribe. Hello, it's Alex once again, and thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate your loyal support. If this is the first time you're tuning into this podcast, well, welcome, and thanks for coming. Thanks for stopping by. Today, I'm going to do something just a little bit different. The last few weeks and months has been an interesting journey, and I thought, let me share a couple of ideas about what I've seen, what I've experienced, what I've learned, what I'm interested in, but also I'm going to tag on at the end of this uh, intro monologue another different new experience which I've been exploring the last two months. So welcome if you are a returning faithful thank you so much for coming back once again and this episode is something a little different. We will get back to the regular screening I've got an exciting announcement coming soon for the long-form in-depth conversations on the Alex MacPhail podcast but for now this is an experimentation and I would love to hear your feedback please. Reach out, share a comment on the, the, any of the podcast stores where you're listening, on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you connect, you can reach out directly and I'll answer all questions. So here goes. It's been a bit of a busy run for everybody around the world the last two and a half years. And if you ask somebody what's happening in their life and what have you been up to, or remember that time we did that thing, most people almost erase the last two years, not voluntarily, it just happens. For example, if you have done a recent trip, well, recent I'm using very liberally, but if you've done a trip somewhere which was fun, it, it reminded you of a, of a great time, or you read a book, or you watched a movie, or you got together with a friend in the last handful of years, you'll say, remember that time we did that thing three years ago? We traveled to Cape Town, or we went that business trip to London. It was about three years ago. I can almost guarantee you that you need to add on two to whatever your guess is because you've got this mental block with this COVID pandemic and the restrictions and how life got flipped on its head for all of us. And so if you think it's three years, it's most likely been five. If you think it's five, it's been seven. And I'm uh, just as guilty of that uh, as anybody else, particularly with social engagements where you meet up with friends or family and uh, you, you've gone on a holiday somewhere. You think about a Christmas that went by. Nope, no, it wasn't two years ago. It was four years ago. But uh, one of those things that have made time stretch for me is that I was a professional pilot and I'd been flying for more than 20 years. By then, I'd been an airline pilot for more than 12 and was flying international on a very busy schedule. The last three years leading up to 2020 was particularly busy. And in the last 12 months before it all came to a halt, I'd been flying flat out, maxed out, and I actually couldn't even get proper leave. I had a handful of days off in a 20-month period where... Ordinarily, I should have got about six weeks. But anyway, that brings me to the point where it all stopped in March 2020. My flying and most flying around the world came to a standstill. I say most because there were some cargo operators that carried on. And in fact, I did a couple of cargo flights myself during that period. One in April and then another flight in June of 2020. But that gap between March and June where I did one flight and then another flight in the July, in the June and it was just one way and uh, actually we returned an aeroplane back to the owner and parked it in a, 
a form of a graveyard in France, in Tarbes. And that was the last flight that airplane ever saw, an Airbus 340-300. It had been flying for 20-odd years, and uh, there would be no need for that. So the last crew to ever operate that airplane, we took it into France, and it came back uh, as a passenger on another airline with KLM. But back to the point is that there was a chunk of time between those two flights, one to China fetching moss and one to France taking an airplane, where there was a lot of time on the ground. Now, there's a lot of reflecting that goes on when you, when you are so busy and then you're not busy. And it's, there's almost a dichotomy of uh, not having a minute to spare and having all this time to spare. And more things started uh, falling into place and got involved in several business ideas. And that started getting really busy. But flying almost took a back seat. And while I loved it, I really, really loved my flying, you know, particularly flying small aircraft, flying aerobatics, upside down, formation flying, display flying, flying modern technical aeroplanes to airbuses and flying all over the world. Flying is great fun. I really do enjoy it. But there was a long period of time where I basically just did not fly. And the rest of that 2020 year didn't fly at all. And by the sort of first quarter of 21, I got an opportunity to, to get involved in flying a little aeroplane again. And it was just tremendous fun. Now, the big difference is having spent more than 20 years being employed by someone to fly their airplanes, I now had to pay to fly airplanes. So firstly, it was a privilege to be able to do that. And secondly, you have to do it very sparingly because despite it being a small aircraft, they can use a lot of fuel and it can become quite expensive. But luckily, the type of flying I was doing was a light aircraft and it's aerobatic in an extra aerobatic airplane. And so you don't need to fly more than 15 or 20 minutes and therefore your uh, number of minutes in the air and number of liters burned in that minute is fairly low. But it was a wonderful experience to get back involved in flying again. And I had been toying with the idea and chatting with friends about doing a live show from an airplane. And particularly uh, one of two things, uh, taking the podcast, my interviews, taking people that are in the, you know, in, in within shooting distance of me and I could put them in an airplane with me and we could set up all the cameras and the microphones and take them flying and have that same conversation instead of being in a studio or across a Zoom Skype format, but have it one-on-one one -on -one in an airplane while I share my experience and my passion of flying, the guest would share their uh, in input and, and, you know, whatever stream they're involved in, whether it's business or arts or creativity or education. It was something that I really, really was keen for. And anyway, I did explore this, and one of the main challenges was this sort of technical connection to get that all going but uh, the, the big big glaring elephant in the room was i needed an airplane and, and that's why i started spending money on flying an airplane but even still you know you can pay someone to to go flying with them in their airplane but an airplane isn't something that you can just let people use so even though i was prepared to to spend the money and invest in the podcast and take a guest flying and these would be some real prominent people that i would have a great conversation with the, the availability of airplanes wasn't wasn't that easy so the the second type i tried to explore was perhaps giving a live aerobatic flight and that looked like it was going to be more promising i managed to get hold of uh, an airplane that i could use to do these air shows but now i needed to uh, uh to be able to have the technical connection to broadcast while sitting in an airplane now hooking up cameras and microphones to an airplane is one thing but transmitting that signal in real time to uh, and a paying audience that would be sitting, you know, they could be in the Netherlands, in Hong Kong, Argentina, or Johannesburg or Cape Town. And they would tune in live while I gave a demonstration. And it would be a little bit interactive in as much as 
I would uh, share with them live on the go. But if there was any specific requ request, I would obviously have a choreographed sequence, but then also allow them to ask some specific questions. You know, for instance, I saw in the loop what you did there, Alex, that this is the kind of image and the picture that uh, that you see. Tell me a little bit more about it or can you do it again and, and show why it's important to look at the place where you looked or why did you point out your speed at the top of the loop or you know anything particular that a guest, uh, you know, the audience would see on their live visuals and that information needed to come back to me also in semi-real time. A second or two delays, okay, but I can't sit operating an aeroplane that's burning fuel at the rate it was uh, waiting for the connection to work. So you can see quite easily that the the network connectivity is going to be always going to be a challenge, and I went down a bit of a rabbit hole in finding all sorts of technical equipment, bonded uh, bonded Wi-Fi units, we're amalgamating four different SIM cards and signals, and it was it really did become uh, quite a challenge. So things got busy as well at the same time, and although I was very keen to do this, there was other things on the go and other business opportunities, and work got busy. And so this got a little bit paused and put to one side. But nevertheless, in the period of uh, but between the time I stopped flying at South African Airways in mid-2020 and the end of 2021, I'd flown about seven hours, which as a professional pilot for 20-odd years, is not a lot of flying. Now, a few things happen. One, you get really keen to fly, so you'll be quite keen to fly anything and everything. But also your skills get a bit rusty. Well, I did find they came back again, but you have to be quite aware as to, to what's going on and, and, and take things very cautiously and be prepared for this kind of work. And again, I had some great mentors and trainers who, who helped me, and I really appreciate their input for that too. But fast forward again another few months, and the beginning of this year, in 2022, the, the podcast continues to grow and develop, and we're more than 100 episodes in, and it's been a wonderful journey of learning and discovery, and, and it's a medium that I really, really enjoy. I consume a lot of audio content, and I also enjoy producing the content myself. So now, uh, the business opportunities up and down, and uh, one of the divisions we had to kind of start shutting down, and eventually that contract came to an end completely. And now there was a bit more free time on my hands, but also the income wasn't there as much as it, it should have been. So I share this all to paint the picture of a flying opportunity presented itself recently where a company was looking for a, a personal pilot to fly both the, the owners and also some of their staff around to visit different stores around the country. And it was a small light aircraft. And so I started experimenting with uh, using my phone just as a, a single device with a the camera on the phone, the, the forward-facing screen camera, and uh, sorry, the rearward-facing screen camera, and just the basic microphone and plugging it into my headset and recording it. And I've been doing that now for the last uh, six to eight weeks, two months, and I share it on LinkedIn, and it also goes out on Instagram and on Facebook. And I thought today I would share the kind of information that I, that I have been doing on those uh, platforms in an audio content. Now, if you're just listening on the, the, the audio-only podcast right now and you want to see what the, the visuals look like, I encourage you to go across to YouTube or Instagram or LinkedIn and, and find the, the various social media profiles there, and you can see the content as well. But otherwise, uh, take a listen to this. This is an exploration, and we're trying something new, and the main show will continue, when, and this can almost be running as a, a secondary show or a, or a uh, more than a gap filler, but something exciting in that we can develop. And this is a very rough edit 
and it's it's meant to be a rough edit it's meant to be rough and ready it's meant to be bare bones as you see it and basically i'm sitting in an airplane preparing for a flight and you can join me from the time that i'm getting ready to start to taxi out get the checks going and uh, blast off and head off back to the home base up in Mokopani. Now, I hope you enjoy it, but I really would encourage you to reach out, give me your feedback, because it is something that I'm passionate about, and I'd like to develop and, and grow this a little more. So if you have any ideas, please reach out. Uh, Alex at alexmacfail.co.za. You can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, or send me an email directly. I really thank you for your continued support, and uh, please... Bring me your ideas. Maybe we can build something nice together. Let me know what you think. Enjoy it. Well, a good afternoon to you. This is Alex McPhail. Once again, I'm sitting on board a light aircraft. It is a Sling 4, which is a four-seater kit-built airplane. This one happens to be built by the factory, the Sling Aircraft Company, which is based in the south of Johannesburg in South Africa. And I'm just about to start. I've done an exterior inspection, an interior inspection. The fuel and everything looks good. So now I'm going to start up and I will then taxi out. It's not a very long taxi, a couple of minutes to the end of the runway. Actually, no, the window swung around, so I'll be taxiing all the way down to the bottom. And it's a short flight, about 50 minutes from here to our destination. So I'll just talk you through what we're up to. I'm closing the canopy door now. And if you are tuning in on the podcast, you are welcome to pop on over to the YouTube channel as well, where you can watch this video as well. I'm recording the video, but uh, otherwise you can just listen in and see what this is about. Now that we're on board, I'm going to raise the flaps. You put the flaps down in these small airplanes because people sometimes tend to stand on them and they're not made for standing on. So flaps are down to remind people not to stand on them and you just clean up the aircraft before the actual start. Okay, so park brake is on, the aircraft is not cold, so I won't need the choke, I need some fuel pumps. Clap, clap! Always good to give a bit of airmanship call out, so people know that we're about to start. Alright, the Rotax engine fires up right away, and there it is. It started, and we get straight up to the ground idle, or the ground operation RPM, should I say. 2000 RPM, and it's building up a bit of... Uh, Revs, there we go, 2000 RPM, oil temperature is coolish, 23 degrees, so we wait for a couple of things to be in the right parameters before getting airborne, taxi temperature we need 30, power check temperature we need 40, and the takeoff temperature we need 50, so 25 degrees right now, for the first two minutes we operate at 2000 RPM, and it is continuing to warm up, and about a minute and a half we can increase the RPM to 2500 to make the warm-up even faster. As I said in Whitbank, which is about an hour and a half to the east of Johannesburg, and we're going to fly northbound to an airfield called Mokapane, which is a town that used to be called Potchitas Riss, now Mokapane. This says it is 96 nautical miles in a straight line. It would probably take about three hours to drive there, Hence the reason why we fly in in this light aircraft, doing an audit on a store that's in this town and heading back to the main factory now. So there we go, that's all set up on the instrumentation and in a moment I can increase the revs to let the aircraft warm up even faster. I can set my instrument so long, uh, 1022 is the QNH in this area, the barometric setting for the altimeter. 
1022 setup. Lovely instruments in this sling. The Garmin G3X, which is a touchscreen. And something to get used to in the beginning, but once you do get used to it, it's hard to not use it. I flew another airplane recently, which is not touchscreen, not as intuitive, and I found myself going around in circles and tapping the screen. A bit like when you got used to your iPhone that uh, is touchscreen, and then you go back to your computer laptop and you try and touch the screen and nothing happens. That's what I'm experiencing at the moment. Okay, so I'm now able to increase to 2,500 RPM after it's been uh, two minutes since we started. And I've got 30 degrees, which means I can taxi, give a radio call to the area. Wet bank traffic, Papa Tango Tango, start up at the fuel bay, we'll be taxiing out to uh, the threshold for an Achutu. Papa Tango Tango. Actually, the wind looks quite calm now, and uh, mostly across, so I'm not going to taxi out to the other end. I think I'm going to go to this side, 04. Wood bank traffic, Papa Tango Tango, taxiing out to the all important runway 04. Papa Tango Tango. Always start and end the uh, radio calls with your call sign, so people can hear you are, and then when they figure out that you're in the same area, they know to listen in a bit more clearly, then they can do that. Uh, this needs to be a bit more stuff. That's it. Alrighty. So we have 32 degrees. Need to wait a little bit longer for the temperature to get warmer, so that we can then do the power check. Ah, having technical issues with this recording equipment today. User technical issues. Okay, luckily there's a nice short taxi. And we're going to be on this open area to build a power check. A power check, make sure the aircraft is running correctly. Part of the test is to make sure the propeller can move around, get all the oils going through the system. Make sure that it does maintain the constant speed as it's designed to. And also the magnetos, check the electrics if they're able to shut down as they should, and when they should. And then check if the low idle is holding to. So that's what I'm about to get up to when we get to 2000, no correction now, 40 degrees temperature. The so park brake is now on, 2,500 RPM set, and in about 15 seconds we start our power check. Obviously the oil temperature limit is just to prevent damage to the engine, and in this case 2,500 RPM ground operation, we're going to have to push it up to 4,000 RPM for the power check, so that's the limitation there. Right, 40 degrees we hit now, even though the park brakes are on, I'm keeping my feet on the brakes too. I'm setting 4,000 RPM. You can hear the noise increasing, perhaps. Oh, that's better. Noise cancelling headset activated. Sorry about that. Forgot about that. But there we go. Power on that now. These Bose noise cancelling. 4,000 RPM set. Put the propeller system on manual and I set course pitch. I want to hear and see that the propeller changes to a lower whining noise and a lower RPM. Cycle that a couple of times to make sure the oil is working well. And the last thing I want to check on that is that when I do cycle it and I put it back on auto, if it captures the correct restriction once again and goes back to the RPM that was selected beforehand. Right, magneto is checking on the left, drops by about 90 RPM. 
tops by about 150 RPM and they are safe within limits. Okay, and the next thing to check is the low idle. So it should idle at about 1500 RPM. It bounces down below but stabilizes about 1500, which is great. And set back to ground operations of 2000 RPM. Now it's time to do a before takeoff checklist, nice little rhyme. Help a pilot remember that is called too many cool pilots go fly in heaven early. So, in other words, the implication being that if you don't do your check properly, you may end up in heaven earlier than you were supposed to. T stands for trim. I trim the aircraft for takeoff. T, throttle friction that we don't have. And T, test controls, full and free movement. Great, nothing obstructing our flight controls. M, masters on, mixture we don't have and magnetos have been tested. C, Powell choke and cabin heat is closed. F, sorry, uh, P for pitch. Pitch is tested and set for takeoff. And P is also temps and pressures are in the green. Great. And P, go. Uh, pilots go. G for George and Gyro set. Autopilots off. F for flap and fuel 120 liters right tank selected right tank is higher select one is selected now for takeoff fly in instruments 1022 set my altimeter is reading correctly my destination is set on the navigation display uh, heaven hatches and harnesses one two three and four locks for takeoff make sure these doors don't move and take off and harnesses Seatbelts tight and locked. Good. And E is early for electrics. All the circuit brackets in. Ready to rock and roll. Okay, I think that's it for the ground operations. Time to make a radical and skedaddle. With bank traffic, Papa Tango Tango Sling 4 lining up runway 04. We'll be routing out to the north, climbing 1,000 feet for Makapani. Papa Tango Tango. Right. Put some lights on. Auxiliary power, and here we go. I'll be accelerating to about 50 knots, raise the nose a little bit, 60 knots, it'll get airborne, and we'll climb away and accelerate up to about 120 knots. All set. One, two, and three. Rock and roll. And that's full power. With the turbo engaged, I'll make sure by seeing 39 inches of boost. There I have it, 5,500 RPM on this Rotax, and we're accelerating nicely. Nice and stable on the ground. 50 knots, I will raise the nose a little bit. Get the nose wheel off the ground. And there she goes, airborne already. 60 odd knots. Once I get through 75 knots, raise the flap. And that'll help remove some of the drag and the aircraft will accelerate quite nicely. So that's us, up, up and away. Nice. Summery winter's day, 24 degrees in South Africa right now. That is winter. 24 degrees Celsius, that is. I'm sitting in a t-shirt, but I am also sitting in the sun in this canopy. Okay, so accelerating away. I've got the turbo engaged for this takeoff. I have a limitation of five minutes of turbo use. Turbo has been uh, now for nearly two minutes and 
once I'm up to a nice cruising speed, I'll turn that off. Got a five minute limitation, that's obviously for cooling. Part of the design process of this engine. It gives us about 15 extra horsepower, so it's a 115 horsepower Rotax engine. The, the turbo gives that extra 15, and when the turbo is not engaged, it's a 100 horsepower. Okay, so this airfield has its own frequency, 1235 megahertz. And I'll be exiting its airspace in the next two minutes, so it's time to make a call and say goodbye and change frequencies to the next frequency. Quick bank traffic, Papa Tango Tango Airborne Runway 04, routing out to the north, changing frequency 1248. Papa Tango Tango. Special traffic in the Middleburg area, Whitbank area, Papa Tango Tango, Sling 4 Airborne at Whitbank. 1,000 feet routing northbound for Mokopani, Papa Tango Tango. Okay, we've got a nice bit of acceleration on us now. Three minutes, I'll take the turbo off and set up for the cruise. Got a constant speed propeller with a couple of settings, so I'm going to set the cruise power setting now and see that the RPM drops to about 5,000 RPM. Fuel flow should drop to about 23 liters per hour and at this cruising speed will do about 220 kilometers over the ground in an hour so 23 liters for 220 kilometers so about 10 k's per liter not bad for an airplane okay well i hope you enjoyed this something different today it's, uh, with all the flying activity going on lately, it's been a lot of fun to get back into an airplane. Haven't had much chance to do any recordings of the podcast, but uh, certainly have managed to sneak in a bit of flying here and there that has been recorded, and a lot of the uh, a lot of the uh, content that I'm creating right now is going on live on LinkedIn and Instagram, and of course you can always follow here on the podcast store as well. Some of the content I'll deliver to YouTube as well. But uh, if you enjoy this kind of content and you want to see more of it, please head on over to LinkedIn and Instagram. You can follow me on those two accounts. Look up Alex MacPhail and you will find the information there. If you've got any ideas or suggestions or just some questions, please reach out, send a question. I'll happily engage with uh, any of your questions and suggestions and maybe you've got an idea for a podcast guest for me too. I'm going to get my head busy with uh, the rest of this flight now. So I uh, hope you enjoy your day and thank you for your continued support. Please remember to subscribe, like, share and send it to a friend. Maybe we can get another listener involved too. I hope you have a good day. That's all for me. Bye-bye. Hey, real quick, it's Alex once again. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review and a five-star rating. Also, remember to subscribe and share this content with others. All these tips and tricks help us to create a better show. Better reviews, better ratings help us get better promotion and helps us get better guests. So thank you.